In March of 2018, the Trump administration blocked an attempted hostile Qualcomm takeover by competitor Broadcom, citing national security concerns. A few months later, Qualcomm itself failed to acquire another chip rival, NXP, when it couldn't get Chinese regulatory approval. But its most high-profile cases involve a series of antitrust lawsuits. In 2009, Qualcomm was fined $208 million by South Korea's antitrust agency, the Korea Fair Trade Commission. In 2015, it paid a $975 million fine in China after an antitrust dispute. In 2016, it was again fined by South Korea, this time for $865 million. It avoided a $778 million fine from Taiwan's Fair Trade Commission by agreeing to invest $700 million in Taiwan over the next five years. It was fined $1.2 billion by the European Union, and right now it's facing an anti-monopoly lawsuit from the FTC. The U.S. FTC says Qualcomm maintains this monopoly over a key type of chip used in cell phones called baseband processors. And the government says it does that by using these anti-competitive tactics. For example, it says Qualcomm only supplies those chips to cell phone manufacturers um, if those manufacturers also agree to license patents from Qualcomm on its preferred terms. So the government says that forces those customers to pay these higher fees, these rates, and violates competition law. Qualcomm uh, is fighting back very hard because Qualcomm um, denies any and all wrongdoing and says at the end of the day the government just hasn't actually proven that its business practices in any way harm consumers or the overall uh, broader competitive market. When people sell chips, they just sell the chip. You know, you pay for the chip, like going to the store. Qualcomm had a business model where if you use their chip, they got a percentage of the total cost of the device. So this business model is something I've never experienced. When I saw Qualcomm doing it, first I thought, that's never going to work. But again, they had a monopoly. You had no choice. If you wanted an SOC, if you wanted a modem, if you wanted to be in the smartphone business, you had to do business with Qualcomm. The FTC is really going after Qualcomm's bread and butter, which is its patent licensing business, and that actually accounted for more than 50% of its operating income in its last reported quarter. The key point seems to be certainly the linking between selling a chip and also asking for a royalty as well as the money for that chip. Why is that something that you continue to pursue? When I buy a car, I get all the IP that comes along with that car. Why not when I buy a Qualcomm chip, don't I already get the IP that comes along with buying the chip? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One is, if you look, the agreements that we have, we have two separate businesses. The licensing business is about licensing the full portfolio of Qualcomm's patents. Some of them involve the chip, uh, some of them don't involve the chip. In fact, the vast majority of them don't involve the chip. Then on the chip side, we obviously compete in a very, very competitive chip market. And I think when we look at the market, uh, there's no way to conclude that that isn't the most competitive semiconductor industry in the world. It is the who's who of people that want to work in there. And then there's Apple. The two companies worked together for years, but have now filed multiple lawsuits against each other. We're really just trying to get somebody to pay on a contract that's been in place for 10 years. You have people who are uh, naysayers. One of the naysayers is not an analyst. It's Qualcomm. Qualcomm keeps telling me over and over again, you're going to come to the table. You have to. Lost a suit in Germany. Lost a suit in China. That Wait till you see them cave. Are you going to cave? No. The issue that we have with Qualcomm is that they have a policy of no, no license, no chips, 
This is, in, in our view, illegal, and so many regulators in many different countries agree with this. And then secondly, they have an obligation to offer their patent portfolio, patent portfolio on a fair, reasonable, and non-discriminatory basis, and they don't do that. They charge exorbitant prices, and they have a lot of different tactics they use to do that. So the very basics of these recent legal fights are that the FTC and Apple think Qualcomm is behaving monopolistically. Apple thinks Qualcomm has infringed on its IP and vice versa, and both Apple and Qualcomm think the other owes them money. Let's say somebody who's not as familiar with the company, but sees the headlines. Well, they settled with the Chinese after a dispute. It was a billion dollars. Now the South Koreans came after them, and it was a $750 million fine they're challenging that. The FTCs come after them. Apples come after them. I mean, the optics of it don't look particularly good for this unique business model you, you talk about. Well, I, th I think it's probably more the result of the industry structure and how powerful some of the people that would like to attack that unique business model are versus the business model itself. And the Qualcomm model is being challenged in another way because companies are increasingly deciding to just make their own chips. Facebook's doing their own semiconductor. Google, Amazon, Tesla, you know, these people from Qualcomm are now everywhere. It doesn't take semiconductor experts to make a chip anymore. Look, there's no question the company have been through a lot, especially like in the past year. In one of the most difficult years that we had, with a number of uh, legal activities, plus a possible hostile acquisition of the company. During that year, the team here at Qualcomm accelerated 5G by one year, and some of the products we deliver, like the Snapdragon 845, has been one of the best products in our history. And I think that speaks to the resilience and the capability of the Qualcomm employees. If anything, I will say, all of the challenges that we have made us to be a much more focused company, make us really understand our core competence and make sure that we continue to do what we do best, which is to move the technology forward, you know, drive the new transition to 5G and basically expand mobile to other industries.